Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. We're going to start slow, but we're always, always going to finish fast. No matter what the score was, we're going to finish hard. We're going to finish fast. It's Football Sunday with Rashad Taylor and Joe Fisher. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. They had us. We weren't defeated, but they had us. With just one hour until kickoff. Regardless of the scoreboard, you're going to be successful because you put in all the time, all the effort, all the hard work, and you're going to go out with this win. Joe has you covered like an all-pro safety. Steps up. Throws. Rashad is tackling topics like a blitzing linebacker. Pressure drops. Parsons came flying through. Football Sunday on the Odyssey app. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh, oh. And 1080 The Fan. Welcome into Football Sunday. Rashad Taylor across the glass for me. Joe Fisher right here. On this NFL Super Wild Card Sunday, how we doing, Rashad? I'm good, man. Uh, Trevor Lawrence's um, yeah, uh, post game speech sounded great as we started the show. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh, Boy. play it one more time, just that part. Because uh, that was Trevor Lawrence yesterday, all day. Boom, go Jacks. Not all day, but you know, half the day. Definitely the second half. Half the day, <laughs> <laughs> man. Yeah, what a uh, what a turn of events in that game, and we will get to that. But uh, Rashad, I'm not gonna lie. This morning, I'm a I'm a little sluggish. I'm a little slow. Yeah, it was a, because of a, a combination of reasons. I mean, went to bed way too late last night. In the boneyard RPNs, man, they uh, they are my kryptonite. Those things can sneak up on me, and uh, felt fine last night, and then this morning. It all came back to me, and it's uh, it's been a rough football Sunday for uh, Joe Fish already. Yeah, well, you're getting old, bro, and so these it's... things will, will creep up on you uh, every now and then. I just I just had a long night. I didn't get a whole whole lot of sleep, so uh, there was a, a brief second, a brief second where I was like, man, I should just camp out outside the studio or something like that. You know, maybe get in and get on one of these couches for the night. I, I, it went through my mind, like just because I was I was tired, but couldn't go to sleep so now i'm kind of paying for it right now yeah there was uh i was over in the garden home area and uh there was definitely a thought that came across my mind that i mm, there are some couches in the studio and i i got to drive all the way back to newburgh uh, but honestly shorter drive couches at the office versus longer drive in your own bed your own bed's gonna win out just about every time is it uh, uh, I mean, just yeah, about yes, your own every bed is time. incredibly comfortable, but sleep is sleep, and so uh, and when yeah. it needs to be done, it can be done anywhere. That's Absolutely. why I That's was just very, I was very close to coming through here. I used to fall asleep at church all the time as like a kid, even to like 
you know, mid-teens. Sometimes I'd just be there and I'd like fall asleep. And there's a lot. If you've never been to a black church, there's a lot happening, you know, in the black church. There's lots of music. There's lots of shouting. Um, so, yeah, but either way, it was one of those things that I could fall asleep no problem in, 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 a, in a loud space. So give me a nice, quiet, warm space with a pretty mustard yellow couch like we have here in the studio, <laughs> then, yeah, more than likely I'm going to knock out here no problem. Yeah. Um, listen, love doing this show with you, but I cannot wait for 11.45 noonish. That's probably when I'll be getting home. Oh, absolutely. Because me, couch, we, we got a date. There is no, I have, there is no offense taken. I, cause I feel the exact same way. I'll probably get home about 15 to 20 minutes before you. So haha there, but I'm going back to, back to bed more than likely. I always have all these grandiose plans on Sunday of what I'm going to do. As soon as I get out of here, I'm going to go to Home Depot. I'm going to do this. And then I get out and I'm like, uh, I'm hungry. How about a, maybe a breakfast burrito and then to the house. And that's usually how my lazy Sundays go. That's how they start. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to decide between yesterday and today as far as which uh, which day was the go watch games with friends or family versus which is the day that you stay at home. And that turned into yesterday and went and caught the Hawks 49ers at one friend's house, went over to, uh, like I said, the garden home area and went to a bar there to catch the Jags and Steelers game, played a little golden tea. Um that was can I be real with you bro? that was atrocious so I Sunday or excuse me playoff time is the only time that I watch football all day right it's the only time like I mean uh you know watch the there's a morning game the afternoon game probably an evening game which I didn't see one last night so you know was there an evening game yesterday after the, the Jags okay game yeah, so what, that yeah. was the evening game, okay yeah. awesome but outside of that like I I can't do it so like typically once we leave here um, I'll, I'm watching the first, the, the, the 10 a.m. games. Those are going off, probably get some food. But usually by that 1, 1 o'clock game, like, I'm lights out, man. And I'm taking a little bit of a nap if I'm home. And, you know, I'm, I'm waking up and, you know, catching the highlights and looking at, you know, the stat sheets and, and everything like that. But for the most part, like, I can't remember the last time that I was at home with nothing to do and stayed up for the afternoon games. Like, I mean – it's not. This isn't brutal, quote unquote, to get up and, and come to the show. It's actually a whole whole lot of fun. Well, today but, certainly was brutal for me. That's for damn days sure. It's like, yo, like this is. I'm really, really, really tired. You know, and that's just kind of the downside of having a Sunday morning, Sunday morning gig. Man, it shuts down our whole weekend for the most part. <sighs> yeah, know. last night or this morning was definitely one of those. I'm like, oh yeah, this is why I don't stay up that this late on Saturdays. Yeah. Got to make some decisions on Saturday nights. Don't drink that much. Yeah. I, for, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Luckily, I didn't drink that much, you know, but still very, very tired. Again, that, that was the frustrating part. Like, getting home, I was like, I'm I'm good. I'm like, we're, we're all gravy, baby. And, you know, and usually the that line of demarcation is when you lie down on your bed. And then if you start getting the spins and all over that's when you know like oh boy all right tonight's hot mouth yeah tonight's gonna be rough it's gonna be a rough next few hours that did not happen yeah well that's good and then four hours later came and then it was like yeah now we're gonna start things up here oh man plenty of water bro that's the one thing you gotta (sighs) do is when you're when we're younger it's all good but when you're older man hey you're gonna drink those just 
have have some water too. That's my water's now my best friend. So I can't remember the last time I had a a hangover or anything like that. Like I'm sure yeah, it happens. Maybe wake up not feel as good, but just the I'm sick, uh, my head is pounding type hangover. It's it's been a while. Yeah, it's uh not not enjoyable. But uh, what is enjoyable, as you mentioned, is having football all day today. Three playoff games. We had two playoff games yesterday as well. Uh, one game that, I mean, I, I think you can sum up yesterday's games as tales of two halves. I mean, with that Seahawks 49ers game and yesterday's uh, Jags Chargers game. So yeah. we'll get into those games as well as previewing the playoff games that are today and tomorrow as well. There is our one Monday night football playoff game now which to me is stupid and it's uh putting the cowboys behind the eight ball but uh i digress and uh, we will get into that as well uh you can text the show 503-250-1080 that is the text line you can hit up rashad or myself on twitter or ig rashad is at taylor made 503 joe myself is at joe fish three f-i-s-c-h rashad Where do you want to start? Do you want to start with the Seahawks? Do you want to start with the local angle? Or do you want to start with one of the worst? um, Man, I feel like we're talking about the Vikings-Colts again. Was it one of the worst collapses or best comebacks by a team? Ooh. Ooh. Because, I I mean. It was, uh, I believe, 27-0 at halftime. I mean, I think you could flip a coin. (laughs) Wherever you landed, I I think you could. You could really make a valid argument for either one of those. And we will do so in this next segment because I I think that's where we have to start. Let's do it. I mean, we can go on the Seahawks and Geno for a couple segments, but we got to start with the Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence making a comeback against Justin Herbert and the L.A. Chargers yesterday. Boy, what a game. What a second half. And we will get to that next. This is Football Sunday. Rashad Taylor, Joe Fisher on 1080 The Fan. You're listening to Football Sunday with Rashad Taylor and Joe Fisher on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. 503-250-1080 is our text line. Uh, text into the show with your uh, best hangover remedies. I remember hearing uh, or seeing a clip on uh, Instagram of Anthony Bourdain being interviewed. And someone asked him what his uh, his hangover cure was. And it was like a bowl of spicy pho or ramen, I believe. Um, a joint. And then a beer or something like that. And then and then he was like sitting in the bathroom for like an hour and a half with the hot water going and he's like thank me later. <laughs> like he like a, he had his, he had it down and he seemed very confident about it too. Or like he is and he he drank like he was a partier so I I mean I'll take his word for it. Yeah, yeah, he definitely definitely knew how to kick it. So that's <laughs> that's for sure. I'm just not sure. Number one, and this is going to be controversial, Joe, so buckle up. But uh, I'm not a pho fan. Not a fan of pho. Um, and never have been, uh, even a, like as a, a hangover remedy. Like, I'm cool. I'll just, you know, get some 
regular water and a paper bag with not just any know, water regular water yeah no just some regular i'm not tripping you know hey man i'm from i'm from a, uh I'm, I'm i'm from the urban areas so uh uh water from the the faucet and luckily we live in oregon so we can actually drink our water from the faucet but yeah give me some water maybe maybe a waste basket just in case you know i decide to you know get some of this water out of me <laughs> at a point but Outside of that, man, I don't really have a whole lot of some ibuprofen. You'll be good as gold, bro. Oh, gosh, yeah. I need to just start scavenging the drawers around yeah. here. That's what I need ibuprofen to do. Ibuprofen has become my, as I've gotten, you know, mid-30s, late-30s now, ibuprofen has become a really good friend of mine. Anything that hurts all of a sudden, oh, better get a couple 250 milligrams in me real fast. Who do you think uh, is feeling worse today, me Ooh. or the L.A. Chargers and their, well, well, I should say fan base, but, you know. You don't have a fan base. Uh, well, well now. I almost my friend almost beat the yes out of me last night because I was running my mouth jokingly for the Jaguars to come back in that game, and then and then it got a little too real. <laughs> and uh, my buddy, who's a Chargers fan, was not happy with me at all. Like again, no. I was I was about to uh, catch a fade because I, I I was being that guy, that annoying friend who's rooting for the other team. And again, all fun and games until the team makes the twenty-seven point comeback. Oh yeah, it was it, it was something it was something epic to see. You know, all of a sudden, like again, you talked about the it being a tale of two halves, and really, like I said, we could flip a coin and decide how you'd want to approach it as far as an epic meltdown by the Chargers, or was this just a, a phenomenal, phenomenal? comeback and a lot of show of grit from the the jacksonville jaguars so man it depends on how you look at it you know for somebody's job was almost lost yesterday like if they jaguars lose that game the way that things were going in the first half then um i don't i don't know i think some coaching changes are probably probably made within within that point um i'm sure some coaching changes are probably potentially going to be made uh in in charger land just because (laughs) like that was a and you don't want to put all the blame on the coach number one you got to give uh credit to the chargers defense to start the game like it looked three interceptions for asante samuel jr oh my gosh oh my gosh it like just to watch that i've never seen like that yeah to watch somebody dominate like that from from the corner position was like yo this dude is everywhere and every time you throw him the ball it's so four total takeaways in the first half for the chargers and then uh, just to complete justin herbert fell apart in the second half I, i'm not sure what happened and i know a lot of duck fans are going to be really upset about that but the truth is you know they put up what 20 some odd points in the in the first quarter or excuse me in the first half uh what 27 points in the first half and then put up three in the second your your offense was pedestrian in the second half you were great in the first half second half nowhere to be found and trevor lawrence all of a sudden showed why he was the top draft pick he all of a sudden showed like not that he hasn't been having his moments for a lot of the season obviously the jaguars are in the playoffs and now they're moving on the next round of the playoffs so he's been playing well enough this season but you look at the jaguars record at what what was it nine and they were nine, nine and eight. eight. Yep, they started the season two and five. Not again. They started season two and five, but nine and eight. You look at that, and and a lot of places, a lot of times, you'd kind of like, okay, nine and eight. That's not. That's not a great team. 
they're they're playing good football right now. And that second half, Trevor Lawrence was as good as any quarterback in the league. Like he he didn't miss down the down the stretch. And I thought that was super impressive by that young man. Uh Trevor Lawrence, first seven drives of the game, five of eighteen, thirty-five pass yards, four interceptions. Gross. Last five drives of the game, 23 of 29, 253 yards, four touchdowns, no picks. Literally a completely different man <laughs> between those two sections of the game. Throwing darts out there. And it, lo- it looked like he was playing in college again. This is the first time I've seen Trevor Lawrence play football this year to where it's like, oh, okay, he's got it all the way. Like, all you know, first half was like, oh, this is ugly. And a lot of it I was just going to say, man, Asante Samuel Jr. is just – a beast you know he was he was the difference maker in the first he only he doesn't have two of those interceptions you're talking about two interceptions in the first half like okay like that's not that's not great right you don't want your quarterback going out there throwing picks in the first half you know however it's only two we can still do this no four and they decided to to stay with trevor lawrence and say man you got this go out there make your reads throw the ball do what you know how to do and that's exactly what we did everybody ate and that's the great thing it wasn't just one guy that was getting the ball over and over and over again. Everybody got the chance to eat, man. Zay Jones got a uh, got a got a tug. Who else? Uh, Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk got a tug. Like every and if you were open, and I'm looking at you know highlights where they just showed a few of them uh, on uh, on countdown of just the job that Trevor Lawrence and, and the Jaguars were able to do. But you got to give a lot of credit to that receiving uh, core for making sure they made plays down the stretch. Uh, you have to give a lot of credit. Like the rushing game wasn't, I don't want to say it, it wasn't wasn't great, but man, Travis Etienne, 109 yards on the ground. They didn't score, but still you were able to get your running game going. Everything was going for you, especially in that second half. And I, I'm not sure, maybe they got overconfident. If you're the Chargers in the locker room and thought this game was over, there's no way they're going to come back. But then we've seen a come. This is the third biggest playoff comeback in NFL history. So I think the first one is obviously the the Patriots coming back on the uh, the Falcons to win the Super Bowl. I'm not sure what the second one is, but this is the third all time. So again, tip your cap to uh, what Trevor Lawrence and the Yags were able to do yesterday. Yeah, um, you're absolutely right. Talking about him kind of looking like he was back in college, he was had some throws in that second half that just some absolute zip on those balls, just getting fighting finding tough spots to get the ball into where only his guy can catch it um it was it escalated quickly i don't know how like i watched this game i was there watching the game the entire time and it just seeing the jags just chip away you didn't think that it was possible and then before you know it i think when it turned to 30 to 20 is when it was like oh damn all right this is this is getting a little uh, too close for comfort here. At that point, it was in still the third quarter. So, yeah, the end of the I third mean, quarter at that point, yeah. It, 10 points going into the fourth quarter, no problem. Any day the team can come back from that. So, uh, man, how about, and just for the Jags in general, to have Trevor Lawrence do that and I can't we can't stress enough how impressive that is to have a first half like that and completely fall apart four picks 
a lot of dudes would crumble in that situation and not be able to get back in the game and do what they did. It just does not happen in the NFL and in football, man. A team goes down like that early and throws that many picks and has that many turnovers. You don't see them climb back in the game like this. No. And so for Trevor Lawrence to keep that poise and again, it just you want to talk about Joe Cool. Trevor Lawrence is just ultimate dude. It's all good. All right, man. Like he no, chose. He never gets too high. Never gets too low. And he did exactly that last night. And if you're a Jags fan or just a Trevor Lawrence fan, he another showing of why this dude is going to be something special. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, and I know it was. It's hard at first to see young quarterbacks come out and struggle. Right, it's really tough, and this is Trevor Lawrence's third year, second, second, second year? year, yeah, second year. Urban Meyer last was that year. The, was that was that last year with Urban Just Meyer? Just last year, yeah. Jeez, that seems like forever ago with the whole Urban Meyer <laughs> everything that was going on. But you know, you know, in your second year, Trevor Lawrence, you've you've taken your team to the playoffs. Not only have you taken your team to the playoffs, you've bought them, uh, you've given them a playoff win. So you at least got one playoff win within you know your first couple seasons, and that, that's good. People get contract uh, you know, extensions based on winning a playoff game. Not multiple playoff games, but the fact that you got to the playoffs with your 9-8 and eight record and then were able to beat a really good Chargers team. Let's just be real. Like This Chargers team is good. I think they had a lot of expectations on them. Justin Herbert's shown that he's one of the top 10 quarterbacks in the league, and with that comes a lot of expectation that I just don't think L.A. is ready for yet. You know, they will be at some point, but not yet. But... Obviously, I don't think the the Jaguars are ready, but they could be one of those teams that surprise a lot of people uh, in the playoffs. I think we might have seen that one great moment from them and from Trevor Lawrence, but um, would it shock me if he did it again? Kind of, yeah. But it's the playoffs, and we've seen crazier things happen. Ask Eli Manning twice. I want to get into the Chargers next because I'm glad that we went on a positive note to start things, you know, yeah, it's always good to start. Positive. I feel like uh, sports talk, sports radio, it's a lot of, man, why do these guys suck? And why would you have done something completely different that would have been successful? You know, it's a lot of uh, condescending and like, man, I don't know what they were thinking out there. So I'm glad we took the high road and started with the Jags epic comeback. But because now we can do the same with that being said we gotta go and we have to ask what the hell happened with the chargers what the hell is going to happen with them going forward especially the man under the headset brandon staley and you want to talk about a reason why the jags probably won that game is exactly that the man under the headset you got one guy with the championship pedigree and another who has made a lot of questionable decisions during his tenure as head coach so we'll uh, get back to the chargers where do they go from here? My Lord. We get to that next football Sunday on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. But first, got a Sports Center update for you. You're listening to Football Sunday with Rashad Taylor and Joe Fisher on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. I knew that was going to happen. 
with that song right there, so I didn't want to... I wanted to let it play out. Man, uh, just real quickly on a music standpoint, Rashad, I found on YouTube Music all of my old like music I had on iTunes that I uploaded to it so I can yeah, you know, yeah I saw you post that this is dude chef's kiss like 2006 to 2015 pre-Spotify library for Joe Fish I mean there's a lot of stuff in there that I'm like oh boy <laughs> oh, don't listen to that guy or that musician at all anymore and I'm glad I don't his stuff really all fell stuff off stuff from LimeWire and stuff <laughs> Right, yeah. yeah, evil empire, that kind of stuff. Um, but man, some absolute gems because problem with, uh, or it wasn't so much a problem. The great thing about hip hop back in my day is mixtapes were the thing, and they were all free, and those don't have to be submitted by I think the RIAA, the record industry, and so dudes were sampling whatever they wanted taking samples from any song they heard and making mixtapes out of, you know, Man. all these different songs yeah. and instrumentals without getting the samples cleared. Well, when streaming services came around and you had to, you know, get those samples cleared, a lot of these albums and mixtapes and songs I haven't heard in years, they, they're not on Spotify. No, so I, know, the, the, I feel like I opened up a hip-hop uh, time capsule here yeah. from just 10 years ago. Basically found your CD uh, CD book, right? Yes. You know, of all your CDs that you can't play, you know, anywhere. Because who has a CD player anywhere? <laughs> right. But no, I mean, the cool part about mixtapes is nobody was getting paid but the DJ. Right. You know, so if the DJ so, hosted it. Yeah, so yeah. some cool rapper, you know, raps over a, a beat that's, that's awesome. They put it on this mixtape and only the DJ is getting paid for it because they're selling it. But the artist, the producer, all these people that have should be getting all these credits. And so I think the mixtape game, you know what I'm saying? Kind of killed hip hop in a couple ways, but well, that's a whole different, that's a whole different podcast. We'll, we'll get there. one. <laughs> no, it's been fun though. Uh, again, just going through some of these uh, songs, albums that I haven't heard really in years. It's been a uh, fun time, fun time. Is uh, what they're doing down in LA with the Chargers and the front office and in the locker room? Well, they're cleaning out the lockers for the season. They That's got time what, to look at their CDs collection too now. Boy, Derwin James was down bad last night. That he, you feel I feel so bad for him. Uh, you know, kudos to him because the sting of defeat it hurts, man. And then when you got to go and face that music within 10 15 minutes of it of the game ending and you got to go and answer for it and explain what happened out there derwin james he tried his best man and you could see he had he had tears in his eyes he was welled up because that one hurts i can imagine that that just that game stings real bad and i understand that the players go out got to go out and play and win, finish that game off, Rashad. But how, as a head coach, do you allow that to happen? I, I think there's a good chance that um, Staley coached himself out of a job. I, I sorry. think. I mean, I just, <laughs> I'm just honestly, like... I think there's a good because again, there's no coach that's worth you know multiple first round picks or, or anything like that, and. I think you're at a point now with with a coach that is just not the – you have everything else going for you, right? Like if you look at the Chargers, you look at their defense, you look at their offense, 
there's really nothing not to like. You've got pretty much everything that you need. Maybe you could use as like a star wide out, or, but outside of that, you don't really, you have everything pretty much in place. The, the biggest Achilles heel for you is your head coach. This is kind of the way I felt about the Cowboys for a long time. It's like Jason Garrett is him clapping on the sidelines isn't it. That's not what this team needed. And then, I mean, say what you want to about Mike McCarthy. They've been better with him as the as the head coach of this team. So I'm I'm leadership is important, and I just don't think that the Chargers have the leadership in place as far as head coach. So I'm 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 about eighty percent sure. Not totally sure, but you know, I'm about eighty percent sure that they're going to be trying to find another coach here within the next few weeks. Yeah, man, it's just uh what is this, year three, Brandon Staley and this is the conundrum of and I'm not. There's no standard for well, if a coach does this and this year, then they have to keep their job, right? We've seen dudes get Marty Schottenheimer, this Charger team, exactly, right? What were they, fourteen and two in the Candom? I just think what Brandon Staley's done over the last two years, compounded with this season, I I don't think I think they're better than two and seven. I think they have way more talent than ten and seven. So. To make the playoffs, that was one of those moments where it's like, well, it's going to be hard to get rid of Brandon Staley now. You know, first time making the playoffs, they finally did it, right? This is a way to be like, well, yeah, they made the playoffs, but did you see what happened? They collapsed. They yeah. fell apart. They there's, chargered it. There's no style points, you know, uh, given for making the play. Like, making the playoffs is what I think a lot of us expected this Charger team to do. At bare minimum, this Charger team, considering how talented they are, should be in the playoffs, right? However, coaching is important. And you saw a coach in the second half who didn't make very many adjustments, who was only able to put up three points towards the tail end of the third quarter and let a de- let an offense that you had had pretty much in check for the first half completely dominate you through the air in the second. Like, you, when you're down that much, you know it's not going to be a bunch of draw plays, right? There's not going to be a whole bunch of screen passes probably. No, you're going downfield because you need to score, and you need to score a bunch, especially if you're down 27 points. And you know that. Your defense in the first half has come up with four interceptions, three of which went to Asante Samuel Jr. So you've been doing a great – I'm trying to figure out what you said to your team at, 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 at halftime that caused this meltdown. Because unless you went in there and said, hey, guys, we got this. Don't even trip. Like, we're about to go out there, and, man, let's, let's start making plans – for next week when we go I I hope that's not the halftime speech that he gave because I saw a team that was uninspired in the second half. They thought the game was over and okay, they scored a touchdown this no big deal. Now it's 14 now now it's, you know, all of a sudden now it's 20 to 30. It's like, okay, man, we still got this. They never got it. And then you just saw a team that two teams trending the opposite directions. One team going confidence just through the roof. Another team's looking around for answers like, what the hell is going on right now? Why can't we score? And, of course, you look at Justin Herbert, and I think that's the first thing. And we should look at Justin Herbert, you know, as a, as the leader, as a quarterback. You know, it is your job to make sure you, you know, drive your t- team down the field. But, I mean, I just, I just don't think they were – they weren't ready for that moment. They weren't ready for a, a big lead like that, and then they, they chipped it off, man. One of the, the – one of the most epic meltdowns I've ever seen 
in football, regular season or postseason. It's fair to say now that uh, Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert has been hamstrung. His ability and his skill level has been hamstrung by his head coach for the last five years now. I mean, let's not not just three years in. Yeah, yeah, like it's. I think Oregon fans and Charger fans are just so frustrated at seeing a talent like Justin Herbert, and you've seen it even more with the Chargers. But again, it's just this offense in the second half was so boring and dink and dunk and uh, let's let's play not to lose is what it was. It wasn't aggressive, and that's been their problem. It's like you have this unicorn in Justin Herbert. Dude can throw the ball 65 yards in air. He's one of the most amazing arm talents in the league right now. And the way that they run their offense is just so like, oh, my God, it makes me rip my hair out of my head sometimes, dude. It it reminds me, I've always said the Chargers are the Cowboys of the AFC because of, A, how they choke games, and, B, just their offense is so conservative and so boring sometimes, and it's just like, and we and the Cowboys don't even have Justin Herbert. Like they got Dak. Sometimes they got to play it that way. Dink and dunk, dink and dunk. But Dak, I think you right? get frustrated at Dallas because they have, they've always had some amazing receiver to make sure you can make plays down the field. Right. right? And I think Keenan Allen is a, a fine receiver, but I don't think he's been any of the guys the Cowboys kind of have. And I think that's been the big difference, you know, for them. Uh, while I love. This Chargers team, I think they're incredibly talented, especially when Justin Herbert is your trigger man. Like, you've got to have some horses, you know, sometime to to, to make plays for you. And uh, I just don't think as far as the receiving core, I don't know if they – it's more receiving – it's more, you know, by committee than just having, you know, one particular guy. The Seahawks struggle with that for a long time. You know, you're having a bunch of guys that are – probably at best number twos and Doug Baldwins and, you know, guys like that, Golden Tates, you know. But then they have a guy like DK Metcalf now that can make big plays for you, you know, down the field like you saw him do in the first half of yesterday's game. So, I mean, I just think that's the one thing that they might be missing. I think they're good enough to make the playoffs and even win 12 to 13 games a year. I just think they need need better direction, and I just don't think Brandon Staley is that. No, and um, I'll beat Colin Coward to the punch on this. You got to get Sean Payton to Los Angeles. Amen. If you're looking for jobs right now, and there's going to be some coaching, you know, positions available. I mean, how many teams are better than the Chargers? How many of those teams that are available are going to be playoff teams? And I think those are things that he needs to consider. But uh, yeah, Sean Payton, man, you got a hell of a quarterback to work with if you do decide to go to L.A. All right, so we're gonna take a. I think what's uh, what we should do is now with the result in the bag, the Jags advancing. We look at what could possibly be the next AFC matchups uh, in the next round because we do have the Bills and the Dolphins about to start. And um, uh, sorry, Dad, but <laughs> Bills are winning this thing today. Uh, I don't think Dolphins stand any chance at all. And. Um, We'll take a look at what we could see in the next round, who the Jags will play, who the Bills will play. Do you like how I'm just already, like, writing? I mean, am I wrong for that, writing the Dolphins off at this point? You are. <laughs> you are. They are a professional sports team. How dare I? How dare I write them off? All right, we're going to get into the AFC 
playoff picture now that we have a win from the Jags and a couple games left to go. Do that next Sports Sunday, Football Sunday on 1080 The Fan. You're listening to Football Sunday with Rashad Taylor and Joe Fisher on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. Jaguars with the win. Ja- Jaguars? Jaguars? What do you What do you say? Uh, the Jags, just to avoid all that stuff. <laughs> Jacksonville. Well, again, like I remember uh, when I was first cutting my teeth in this biz, uh, boss man, he it was he really wanted me to know that it is not. Detroit. It is Detroit. It is the Detroit Pistons. It is the Detroit Lions. It is Detroit, Michigan. Detroit? No. I don't honestly, I don't know. I feel like the boss has been somehow he is an Ohio State and a Duke and a Texas fan. And I and I still don't know which one of those schools he went to, but somehow still <laughs> still like a fan. I think he worked in Columbus and worked for Ohio State. And then okay. he did go to Duke, I want to say. Okay. The Texas one, I'm not sure about. Just maybe just some love from when you're younger. There are certain teams that you hold on to from when you're you know, a little bit younger because of tradition in Texas, you know, has a, a lot of tradition attached to it. Yeah, and he's uh yeah, and boss he's going to the Carolinas all the time. So I want to say he did, you know, grew up there and went to school at Duke. That yeah, makes sense. Yeah, if you grow up in an area or something like that, it makes perfect sense for you to like a, a specific college team or you work if you work there, it's in, you know, I understand having love for certain teams. So it makes sense. And it's uh actually kind of funny. He's the only uh if he did go to Duke, then he's the only Duke fan I know that did actually go to Duke. Interesting how that works. You know. hey man, they're they're a huge brand, <laughs> and they had all the cold players growing up. So I, I just last thing on it. I remember going to uh, the PKI and explaining to my son like why Duke basketball was such a big deal, and then I had to explain to him. I'm like, oh yeah, you know, 85 to 90 percent of the fans here probably didn't even go to Duke, and he's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, well yeah, they just like the fact that Duke is really really good and wins. You know, they're basically you know front runners. <laughs> And then I explained to him, I'm like, you don't see a bunch of people rooting for Duke football every year, do you? No, you really don't. And that's what I was thinking. You don't see a lot of, like, uh, Kentucky football has been better, but you don't see a lot of, like, Kentucky football fans. Exactly. This is the year that we're going to, like, it does You don't see people come out of the woodworks in the winter and spring during college, (laughs) like they do in college basketball. You really, really don't. So, (laughs) which sucks, which is, you know, one of the reasons that going to U of O is been such of a such a great um target school for people just because because we got athletes in every football and basketball program they're great at both of them you know like how many how many division one colleges can say man we're great at football we're great at basketball hey. you know like there are, there are a few that can but it's, it's a short list big big weekend for uh, joe fish when it comes to college basketball his pit panthers get a big win Another W in ACC. And then the Ducks, they get a top 10 victory over Arizona. Just waxed them last night. I don't know if you saw any of that. but no, I did not see any of that. It was very impressive. Very I don't impressive. watch college basketball until March. I don't blame you, but yeah. there was definitely a lot of good games. And again, Arizona, number nine team in the country. They were in, t- in Eugene last night, and uh, 
The Ducks are doing what they do, man. The the calendar turns over to the new year, and then they start playing basketball. It's quintessential Ducks. All right, look at the playoffs here. The Jags, they have advanced. So in my sick head yesterday, Rashad, I was trying to figure out all the different scenarios, how the Cowboys could end up still hosting a playoff game as a wild card team. And those uh, dreams were, um, those were squashed uh, after that second half from the 49ers. So, but looking at the AFC, so the Jags, they are the four seed because they won their division. And today you got the Bills versus uh, the Dolphins. Bills are going to win that. They will be advancing. And the Bills are the two seed, correct? They are. So then that would leave with either the Bengals winning today or the Ravens. I have the Bengals. So we could see next week if all four seed, if it's all chalk, then we're going to see Mahomes versus uh, the Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence next week in Kansas City. I like the sound of that. That could be fun. I, I like the sound of that, especially with the way that, again, the Jags have been playing. This is just... It's so weird to talk about them in this light because they're playing good. They have a good quarterback. They have a good head coach. The trajectory of that franchise right now is on the way up. Those guys love each other on that team. Like, they are all invested on in their teammates. It, it Doug Peterson, I'm glad he ain't in Philly anymore because <laughs> yeah, right. he's a great coach, and I'm glad he's doing things in Jacksonville. But that, do, we, do we give him a chance against Kansas City? Uh, like a fighting chance at all? I mean, it's the you know it's the playoffs and it's 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 not a you know best of three, so yeah, I think you have to give every team a, a fighting chance because what's the what's the phrase that we use for football? Any given Sunday, yeah, yep. and, and and these guys are all professionals. These guys are all great, and some days you're just a step slow, and some days like those those windows you know close a little bit faster than than you're used to and some days just it's just not there for you you saw it not be there for the chargers in the second half like so yeah do i think could they find themselves in trouble or could they find themselves in a tight game and then give an opportunity to the jaguars at the end of the game or more than that the bills give an opportunity to a team that they played for the third time now uh a chance to come back in the game and win like yeah it can definitely happen and we've we've seen it before last night is no exception you know we I don't think there's anybody that said the Jaguars are going to win that game. Sorry. Smart Money would have said Jaguars aren't going to win that game. I just got totally distracted because speaking of big cats, I saw something on uh, Coin News Twitter page. Leopard on the loose. Zoo officials say they discovered a suspicious breach at the front of the habitat while investigating. What? (laughs) Oh, okay. This was in Dallas. I was about to say, yo, come on, man. (laughs) We're not that far from the Damn it, Coin News are. do not report other cities' local news on the Twitter. Damn. You got me freaking out that there's we have a leopard run, running on the loose in uh, Portland. Um, How long do you honestly think you could last trying to fight a leopard? Well, leopards are smaller. I think I could handle a leopard. A jaguar is going to kill me within seconds. But no, le- yeah. a leopard, I, they, those aren't big cats yes they're scary and they can you know they can claw your ass up but i don't think cats are devil spawn like (laughs) seriously anything i don't mess with cats that's the one thing rashad doesn't f with cats okay never mind leopard wrong it's it's uh yeah 
I'm oh. definitely getting rocked by a leopard. Yeah. Was what like what cat, cat am I getting? Like what, uh, like I, a, I feel like I'm getting it's, uh, it's like a certain, bobcat or something like that. I know those aren't like super, super big, but. Maybe it's a cheetah. Yeah, a cheetah you're, is not going to. going to be de- destroyed by a cheetah. And no. there's no running away. Well, again, you just don't run away from the cheetah. The cheetah will get you if you run away. It's got it's that chase Listen, that it's man, going after. Do you know what cats do? They jump really high. They have incredibly uh, sharp uh, claws. Like cats are not cool. Like, well, I get so, it, but I'm just saying that a cheetah, you, you give yourself a chance. You're you have real a fighting will darkens chance. right now, man. There's you have no, no fighting chance with the cheetah, bro. He said, "Well, what what did he say? I he think it was a bear. He could outrun like a, a He said he could something. beat a bear or something no, like that. No, we're not beating animals. Like they just move different. Like honestly, without <laughs> seriously, without any type of m- massive gun or some type of <laughs> crazy wielding crocodile Dundee type knife, there's no way that we are hand-to-hand combat just beating a, a we're not beating a cheetah i remember uh one time i don't think i was even high i i think i was completely sober i, I had no, no no nothing in me at all but i went down this uh rabbit hole of trying to figure out if there's any physical way that a human being could uh have a chance against a gorilla no. one-on-one no and <laughs> this is what it's i found fa- <laughs> this is what i found uh about like Okay, the strength comparison here, right? Humans, uh, it only takes 550 pounds of force to crush a human skull, much less to break a bone. Silverback gorillas have the strength to hit, grasp, or simply crush with 2,000 to 2,400 pounds PSI with their hands and feet. Hand, so look, you said that hands and feet like there's no there's no running away from this gorilla like if you've never seen planet of the apes any of the movies like yo like gorillas and primates i'm not i'm not with it like those things are dangerous i watched this thing the other day about chimps and how like a a team of chimps will are are incredibly violent when they're together and it's like man i'm i'm mm -mm, i'm sorry i'm sorry like there are certain things i'm just not going to i'm not gonna do and Trying number one, you're not going to beat a cheetah. Let's just put that out there. You're not beating a cheetah at all. Well, in a race, but I'm just saying, like a cheetah, in, a, in, if, in an anything, like in an eating competition, in a fight, you're not beating a cheetah. Bro. I, it's, just, it's not, it's not going to happen. Okay, I think I have a chance against a cheetah. Leopard, I'm, yeah, I, I had to Google. Leopards are big. They, no way, it ain't happening. Uh, jaguars, for sure, that's not happening either. There's no jungle cat that you're going to beat at all. I, I again, I just. Cheetahs are skinny, they're lanky, Joe. they're not strong. Joe, bro, you're not, you, no, it's not going to happen. Listen, if I fall in the tiger enclosure at the zoo, I know I'm done for. Yeah, the, cheetah the cheetah enclosure, you're done as well, and no. you're not going to be able to get away fast enough. No, all right, you know what, we're up against it. You got, you're handling the second hour, but I'm going to do some research on uh, quote-unquote cheetah attacks. Yeah. I, I, I feel like that is just not a thing. I've, I mean... Because people are smart enough to stay away from the cheetahs and not get attacked. Hey, people are s- smart enough to stay away from jaguars all the time and leopards, and you see them running through Mumbai taking out 12 people at a time. You know? It happens, okay? It's nature. Nature is metal. It, it does what it, what it wants. Uh, Bill's about to come out of the tunnel. Um, can we also just uh, keep in mind DeMar Hamlin is completely out of the hospital now? Like, That's awesome. That is great news. That like, is great news. To go from such a... In two weeks. To go from such a, an intense, sad, like, 
moment of, of all these, you know, being unsure of if he was going to be okay, if his family was okay. I'm not sure if he has kids or anything like that, but, and yeah, so, you know, all the prayers, all the, you know, congratulations to just being out of the hospital and being hopefully getting back to um, regular life. Not sure if football is in his future, but, you know, you hope that his career isn't over just yet. You know what? I'm going to, I hate to do this real quick, but, you know, good job to uh, everybody uh, listening to the doctors and taking their advice and, you know, good thing those people are as smart as they are and spend as much time in the medical medical industry. But, whoa, do not put that needle in my arm. What is that vaccine you're giving me? I don't trust you anymore. Hey, (laughs) do what you do, man, I suppose. Uh, Sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) I couldn't help myself. Doctors are smart until they tell me something I don't want to hear, and then I'm I, I'm not going to the doctor anymore. All right, second hour, we've got uh, football about to start. Buffalo Bills, Miami Dolphins, Godspeed, Miami, and uh, plenty of other talk uh, to talk about in hour number two. Texas five zero three two five zero ten eighty. This is Football Sunday on ten eighty. The fan. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 